everybody, welcome back to part two of this amazing interview that I'm doing with Andrea Johnson. Now, if you haven't heard the first part of this interview, make sure you check out that episode first. Now, just a bit of a recap. Andrea is an optimism expert. She's a professional encourager and coach and speaker, and she helps women find their community and freedom. And she's dedicated to authentic growth through her six tenets of intentional optimism. In today's episode, we continue the story of how Andrea finally made that leap full-time into entrepreneurship. And Andrea talks about the difference between working our corporate nine-to-fives and finally leading into building a business that is based on our own terms. And just because you can doesn't mean that you must do something, meaning we get to choose as entrepreneurs where we put our time and effort and we get to focus on what we want to do. Andrea talks about her soul's purpose of helping people along their own personal growth journeys and why our superpowers make us unique as well as discussing the Marco Polo platform which is where Andrea hosts her community and courses and that one of the ways that Andrea is really building her business right now is through good old-fashioned connections and conversations with real people with no agenda but just being of service and trying to help one another. I really hope you enjoy today's episode. Let's get on with the show. Welcome to the Visualize You podcast. I'm your host, Beth Hewitt. I'm a spiritual performance coach helping you go from unfulfilled to passionately living your purpose. You'll learn how to create a crystal clear vision for your life so that you can change direction with confidence and have a career or start a business that is more in alignment with your true soul's calling. Each week on the show, I'll talk about topics such as the art of visualization, scripting, manifesting, and the law of attraction. And I'll bring you interviews with inspirational people who have taken that path already, so you can learn the practical skills that will help you do the same. So when did you realize then that, so with this current pivot, that now is the time, I'm, I'm going for it. So the current pivot that you're referring to is that uh-huh. I am a full-time self-employed entrepreneur. And I guess two years in a row, I had my goal of leaving my job to be full-time. <laughs> and it was first, it was December of 2019. And then it was December of 2020, because it's real easy to take a paycheck and do your side hustle because the expectations that you can put on yourself are much lower. And so all that, some of that work, that tearing off things had to happen in those two years to really make it for me. But at January of 2021, I said, June 30 is it. And I didn't quite have everything in place that I wanted, but there was a conflict that happened in my job. And I was called back from remote work and that was it. I said, I'm not, I know, <laughs> even though I'm not, I don't think I'm ready. I'm ready. And I'm married and my husband and I make decisions together. And he basically was like, all right, let's run the numbers. And so it, it doesn't have to be just like when people say, I'm wait, I talked to the girl the other day. I need to have my finances in place to, before I can mm-hmm. have a child. And I said, okay, it's just whatever. It's if you think that good for you. And if you can make that happen, but life doesn't usually happen that way. Mm -mm. And I was reminded 
what was interesting is that we were on vacation and I had said June 30, but I hadn't given my notice and they like you to give 30 days. And so I was on vacation. I think it was June 18th or somewhere around there when this piece hit me and on vacation, we were starting to have these conversations, came home and the next week and by July 6th, I had actually given my notice. And so it was just almost so for, as a woman of Christian faith, it was almost like God said, Hey, you've been saying for two years, you're going to do this. You finally (laughs) said June 30, I've been trying to make this happen for you. (laughs) Can you just, now we're just going to, I'm taking control. You're just doing this. Right. And sometimes the things that happen in life are really good catalysts for making us just make the choices. I'm notoriously long in making a decision, but once I do it's we're done. I act. And it can change in an instant. I love that you just, this is it. This is now. So when somebody says to me, I'm being made redundant, the first thing that I really want to say is like, congratulations. I know. I'm like, oh, that's wonderful. Isn't it? Like, wow, what are you going to do with the rest of your life? I get really excited. That doesn't always, you know, I don't always say it as confident as that, but that's what I feel like saying inside because it pushes us in a different direction. And we might've just been hanging on a little bit longer and there's never the right time just just go for it let's talk about then so if you could identify then maybe one life lesson you've learned during maybe your lowest or your highest points on your career or business journey what would you say they would be the first one is figuring out the, the life lessons of figuring out that what my superpowers are which i think we'll get into that in a yeah. minute but so i'm going to leave that there but so f- seeing those like finding figuring those out was a big lesson. But the biggest lesson that I even learned again (laughs) last week, (laughs) just because I can do something doesn't mean I should do something. Mm -hmm. And I'm a big picture and detail person. I'm a disc trainer. So that's the disc behavioral analysis. And so I understand that I am an an influencer and I also, so that's like very people oriented, the gregarious, happy out there person. But the very next one is the C, which is the compliant, which is very detail oriented. And so I've always felt like I could see the big picture, but then Mm -hmm. I could also do the details, which can feel conflicting in my role in my career. Many times it was the the regulatory aspect of taking a grant from the National Institutes of Health, making sure that we monitor that and do the everything appropriately and reporting appropriately and spending appropriately and putting all of the, the stuff together and doing the science well and helping the the faculty and the physicians monitor all that. Mm -hmm. That's very detail oriented and very regulatory. I I thought maybe I would offer that as a service, as a way to bridge the gap, like as if what I do is not enough. And I just realized, no, that's not who I am. The details are a piece of me, but I, just because I can do that stuff doesn't mean that I need to do it. I need to do this work that is of my heart and my soul. I really glad that you said that because I think as well as entrepreneurs I think when you come from corporate nine to five or whatever you've come from you might have had multiple hats and been managing multiple projects whatever whatever your work was and we do a lot you know they get a lot for the money when we work in corporate nine to five we do all sorts of things and actually the beauty of entrepreneurship is that we get to choose what we want to do and we don't need to do it all we can simplify it and, and not feel, feel guilty or not mm-hmm. try not to be that perfectionist even though it could be hard if you are a perfectionist but we get to choose and niche down and drill down and go actually this is the piece of the puzzle that I want to really focus on mm-hmm. and that's what I want my gift to be and not being 
everything to everybody. And like you said, you're, it's not even that you're a jack of all trades. A lot of times you're told these are your goals. Uh These are the things that you must accomplish. And so in a corporate job, a lot of times you're doing things because you have to. So you just buckle down and you do them. Most of us are mature enough to get to that place where we just do our jobs. And then we find joy in the pieces that we really enjoy, right? It's like, we find those pieces that make the rest of it worthwhile. When you can't do that, it's time to look. But That was a lesson for me to learn as an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. I no longer need to do that. I don't have to do the work just to make the money. I can actually put my heart into the things that when I just tell people about them passionately, they say, oh, I need a link to that course. Or, oh, I need a link to your group coaching program. I'm like, oh, I wasn't even trying to sell. So that's when it just becomes very apparent that just because I can do something doesn't mean I should do it. I love that. I totally love that. (laughs) a wonderful message to be sharing with the listeners so I think we've talked about it a little bit but do you feel like there was something that's always been calling you along this path that you knew you were ultimately going to end up being a coach and, and doing the work that you do today has there been clues along the way oh yeah when you look back hindsight is always amazing and I don't I'm starting to call myself more of a speaker trainer coach rather than just a coach because I realized that I do have a message that I specifically want to share. And I want to help people learn through that. But when I look back and look at my own personal growth journey, that's part of it is that I want to help people understand how to have a personal growth journey. And when I look back at myself, I was an entertainer. I mean, I always have been. I, it does not scare me really to be on stage. I was in all kinds of Gilbert and Sullivan's and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And that was part of my beach community was that encouraged, everything was encouraged. There was a lifeguard. I was a leader. I had a couple of years where I was the lead in the play, the musicals. And so there were things that I learned there about myself that I could do and I enjoy. And looking back, I don't mind teaching. I don't mind speaking. I don't mind singing. And people would start coming in my jobs. People would start coming to me as their supervisor or not, or, oh my goodness, as their former supervisor and say, I need to talk to you. And can you listen to me? I need some advice. And I'd be like, okay, like (laughs) advice from me. And, but what became apparent was that was part of what I could do well is I could actually listen to people even though I'm a talker (laughs) and it's hard to get me to shut up. And I actually had a science teacher throw a one of those chalkboard erasers Uh at me one time when I was in seventh grade for talking in class, but I can actually listen to people and empathize with people. The empathy was hard for me as a nurse. It meant that I felt every needle prick. That's why I couldn't be a nurse. (laughs) Yeah. But it's really good when you're having a conversation with someone Uh and to be able to turn around and say, okay, well, let's look at this from a different perspective. And the more I went on my own personal growth journey, the more I realized, oh, not everybody has this. Not everybody understands what it means to grow. Not everybody understands that you can be more than what this path of life has you on. And so when I look back, I see a lot of little pieces along the way like that, Um, especially in the last 10 years or five years when I was supervising and people would come in. I even had a former employee show up in my office, like in the middle of a panic attack. And because you're a safe place for me. And I thought, wow, that is quite the compliment Uh to be able to, for somebody to say you're a safe place. That's okay. I need to capitalize on this. Not something I pursued, not something I thought I could do, but that's something that I need to capitalize on and, and offer to people. That's what we do. I think you used it a minute ago. It's our gift to people. 
Uh-huh. And I think it's, yeah, sometimes we're in the forest and we can't actually see what our skills and experiences and all those right. amazing traits that we've got, what is our zone of genius and all of that good stuff. So mm-hmm. let's, that leads nicely into superpowers. So what do you think your main superpowers are? I think my main superpowers are relating and connecting. And there are ways in which that can look a little scary for people. I will meet you and I will start asking you curious questions. <laughs> and in five minutes, I will find out everything about your life. So I have to back that off because some people are like, that's too much lady. But there is something about my desire for community and my need for connection that fosters that ability to relate. And doing my own self-awareness work has helped me see okay, in this particular, uh, like Myers-Briggs or this Clifton Strengths was probably one of the bigger ones for me. It, like Relator is the very top one. And it just crystallized it all and helped me say, oh my goodness, yeah, I really am. Because people say, you just connect. I have had people, Beth, come to, because as a supervisor, I hired and I supervised quite a few administrative assistants. And so we ended up hiring and I would interview a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And I've had people come back to me for a reference or a job reference for another job when they didn't get hired by me. And I had one girl say, I consider you a mentor. And like, we talked for an hour. Okay. And so that shows to me that I can connect with you very quickly. That that shows to me that you do really listen to them for somebody to feel like they within that hour, they must have been really listened to and understood. Yeah. That is a gift. That's a great gift. And I think candor is a good part of that too, mm-hmm. because in that position where I learned to do that, I had to tell people you're way overqualified for this job, but why are you interviewing me? I thought maybe I could help you. <laughs> and, and I wanted to know why, because you never know why people are applying for a job, mm-hmm. but being able to be honest and transparent with them, that's part of that relating is that I can overshare sometimes, but I'm pretty willing to be transparent and show I'm human. I got these things, but you do too. So let's move forward together. Yeah. I really like that. I really love that people got that from you, just from that initial meeting with you. And it's a little humbling. It really is. I'd be super proud of that if that was my superpower. (laughs) Hi, listener. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I thought we'd just pause a moment to let you know that there is so much waiting for you at my website, bethhewitt.com, where you can access free downloads, access the Visualize You free Facebook community where I go live every single week. Plus, you can learn about the power of scripting, access the Visualization Vault, and find out more about my membership, Visualize and Thrive. So go check it out and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Head to bethhewitt.com and I can't wait to connect with you real soon. Now let's get on with the show. So let's talk about what you've got going on right now. What things are you bringing out into the world for others right now? Now that I am a full-time entrepreneur, I have let go of some things that I don't have to do. (laughs) And like I said, I'm really presenting myself as more of a speaker and trainer or teacher and coach. And so in the speaking realm, I have my podcast, which is Intentional Optimist Unconventional Leaders, where I teach on the intentional optimism tenets and from my perspective on some things. Then I interview women who really live out the unconventional style of 
female leadership. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really important for us to see as women that we don't need to lead as a man leads and that everything that we do is leading as people. We need to know that everything we do is leading, but specifically as women, we need to see that. So that's part of speaking as I do that on that stage. And I've accepted a couple of keynotes. One just got moved to a virtual instead of being in person, just because of Hello, COVID Delta, (laughs) but I do those kinds of things. And then in that also encompasses teaching as well, because when I do breakout sessions and I work with, like I said, DISC, Mm -hmm. I'm a DISC trainer and I'm actually starting, I'm sending a pitch out today to the local school district to promote the possibility of working with them on DISC and communication and leadership for students, faculty, and staff, because it's very important to me to raise the next generation of leaders. It's very important that we have that mentoring aspect. And I think if I look back on themes for my life and and journey, it's very, it's been very learning oriented, very mentor oriented, and very help oriented because I take something in, I process it, and then I give it. It shouldn't just stay there. So speaking and teaching and then my coaching, I do some one-on-one coaching, but I've, that is becoming less of a real focus. It's more of an organic thing. If somebody comes to me and says, I really want one-on-one coaching, it's more of a high touch, high dollar thing. I do have a coaching program because every time I would have a, a call with someone about coaching, they would say, well, don't you have a group program? Because I'm really drawn and I really connect with other females mm-hmm. who are type A, kind of mission driven. They may still be in a job, but they're looking to potentially take whatever they've got going as a side hustle where they spend their emotional energy and just create that community. So I have a group coaching program through Marco Polo Channels, which is super unique. I don't know if you're familiar with them. I am familiar, but our listeners may not be familiar. So Marco Polo itself was created. It falls into, and they like to call it good for you technology because it promotes connection. Marco Polo itself is a video texting where it's asynchronous. We can text, we can video. I can put a video in for you, Beth, at one o'clock in the morning, and you can see it tomorrow at eight or whatever. Mm -hmm. So coaches went to the creators of Marco Polo and said, we see this could be really advantageous in the coaching world. And so they started developing their own kind of nuanced piece of that. And so Channels is a specific app and company where we can do one to many. Like Mm -hmm. I have a community of women that I coach in a specific channel and it's asynchronous. I'll go in and teach today because we're recording on a Monday and then I will teach Monday and Wednesday and they can respond with video comments. So it's back and forth. It's not, you don't have to be in the same place at the same time. It's ideal for busy people. It's ideal for internationals. I have a woman in the UK. I have a woman yesterday that I talked to who's in Hawaii and then (laughs) California. So it can be all over the globe, but then we also meet on zoom just to connect because This particular program is very goal-oriented and rhythm-oriented, but Marco Polo Channels, I also had an evergreen course on there, and they just finished their first conference in Marco Polo Channels, and which was really interesting. So it's like my little brain is going, (laughs) lots of ideas. But I promise you there's a book in the works, and then within five years, there's at least one book. And I love to write, and Mm -hmm. so... My podcast is an expression of that. I have a newsletter that's an expression of that. My Facebook and all my postings, but I just, I love to write. And that's where the the boat analogy came from was just in some musings, you know, writing. So you touched on it a little bit there, but as an entrepreneur then, tell us about what is working for you when, in, in terms of growing your business right now. But anybody who has maybe just started their pivot journey and 
moving into business? What's working for you? I'll be honest. I find that just personal connections mm-hmm. are the, the factor that are growing my business more than anything else right now, more than my public faces. And I don't know if that's algorithms. I don't know if it's just where I am in my business right now. My summer was a little topsy-turvy because of the transition I was going through, but I find that just making the personal connections with people and there are times when I feel like that interrupts my day. And then I'm like, oh, I had no idea she was going to buy my program just because she wanted to connect. Okay. And just being open to those kinds of things. And as I know, we're still in the middle of a global pandemic, but even just Zoom connections and sitting down with someone over coffee or interviewing them for a podcast, those are where my biggest business growers come from. And I think that just speaks to the fact that I'm a relator and a connector because when I'm putting a bunch of stuff out there on Facebook or Instagram, I'm still figuring out how to be that connector in those particular um, platforms. Because when I can talk to you one-on-one, it's a little different. I completely agree with that. And I've been putting more time in my diary recently of having 20-minute conversations with people who I'm already connected with on the, on the fringes, but actually have we sat down and really got to know one another and no agenda just making those connections Mm -hmm. and getting to know each other I think there's a lot to be said for that because I think as entrepreneurs we can be so focused in the hustle and the doing oh we need to do this we need to do this we need to get all these things off the to-do list but actually you're right it's in those actual relationship building and connections that make And it doesn't have to be perfect. All that hustle and all those things, they don't have to be perfect. Mm -hmm. It's like, I'm in this transition and my website is very life coaching oriented. And so when people go to my website, they're going to see a very life coaching oriented website. Yeah. But I'm connecting with people and doing this other stuff. So I'll get to that. It doesn't have to be perfect. They still get a sense of who I am. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So you've mentioned the book, but what else do you visualize for you coming up in the future? So this is where I get a little scared because I said to, I have a business friend that has just been really good. And I told her, I said, I just, I think I might want to be like the female Brendan Burchard or something. (laughs) She said, oh, you have to do it. (laughs) And whether or not I aspire to be that big and on that big of a stage, the way he does his business, I think we have similar, or I have a similar idea of how I communicate to Mm -hmm. people. And I see myself communicating on bigger stages. I would love my group coaching program. We're very intimate little community right now. And it's really beautiful, but I, in the next year, I would love to see a minimum of a hundred women in there. Cause that means that's a hundred women changed. And it, it feels weird. I'm still, it's hard for me to still say this, but I, the bigger the stage, the more people you touch. Mm-hmm. And so I'm working on visualizing. Those I love that. I love it. <laughs> I can't wait for that yeah. to come into fruition. Powerful stuff. You mentioned that you're doing more speaking gigs and keynotes. So I know that mm-hmm. you've got one coming up in October. Do you just want to mention that? I do. It's October 15th through 17th and it is a hundred percent virtual and it's Mm -hmm. called believe it and own it. And it is a, right. It is a, a businesswoman's conference, or if you want to be a businesswoman, but it is a woman's conference and it is three full days. It was going to be in person Myrtle beach. It's $97 and you get access to the stuff afterwards. There'll be Q and a sessions, panel discussions as well, because she's just pivoted it to completely virtual. And you can find it through Believe It and Own It, um, or the name of this woman's business is Big Girl Panties On. So (laughs) she's all about women's empowerment. And (laughs) that's funny. And yes, as a a Southern evangelical woman, it's hard to say panties on the air, but I manage. I'm 
I, yeah, I'm fine. But believe in and own it is you'll hear from coaches and people who will teach you about social media and all kinds of stuff. And I can make sure that you have a link for that for your show notes, but it's October 15 through 17. I think it begins Friday afternoon and Sunday. Amazing. And where can Alice's find out more about you? The easiest place is my website and it's theintentionaloptimist.com. It has to have the on the front, but at the top of my website, of course, pops up for a newsletter. And there are things like, if you don't know your core values, I have a mini course where you can help walk yourself through the core values, which will also introduce you to channels and how it works. So that's a mini course. It's just designed to walk through in like 30 days. And then my Facebook community button is up there. My launch from the beach, which is my collaborative community. And that all goes back to the whole, if your sailboat is sitting on the sand, it doesn't do you any good. So it's a collaborative community. And that's also up there. Additionally, for a coupon code for that, it's a membership community. And so it's, it's $50 a month US. And, but with the promo code visualize 20, we, they will get 20% off the first three months. Fabulous. Yeah. And the podcast. So, you know, you absolutely check out Andrea's podcast as well. And it comes out every Monday. It's on Apple and Spotify and all the places, all the places you listen to podcasts. It has been absolutely lovely and brilliant having you on the show today. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. It's been my pleasure. Okay, so that's all for today. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. If you have any aha moments, tag me in your social media stories and please, please, please leave me a review on iTunes. It'll really help me out. Until next time, remember to visualize you.